Welcome to the Esports Business Network podcast. I'm your host, Trent Knox. I'm the founder and CEO of Esports Business Network. This is episode number 27 of the EVMP. Our guests are Brock Rollins and James Van Stinkist, co-founders of Radiance.gg. It was our privilege to have Brock and James on the show to walk us through Riot's new first-person shooter game, Valorant. They explained to us how top-ranked players in the game are defined as Radiant, hence why they chose to name their platform after the best players of the game. We discussed how their platform is going to improve the play of competitive Valorant, provide an extra level of community to the game, and take some of the complexity out of the learning curve to perfecting the game. Enjoy. This is the future. Evolution. This is the future. I open up this podcast. I like to, you know, ask the guests to. Um, the first formal question is, how did you guys get into gaming, and uh, where to start off? So maybe we start with Brock. What was your introduction into video gaming, and uh, how did you get into the space? Um, I started quite a long time ago. I, I remember kind of hanging out in arcades. Uh, my first kind of, you know, serious game interaction was with Twisted Metal on the PlayStation. I loved, loved, loved that game. Finished it um, and just haven't looked back. I've been playing games forever. Um, but just recently uh, came into esports um, through this project, Radiance.gg. Awesome. And uh, how about you, James? How did you get into gaming? Yeah, so similar story. Uh, <clears throat> I was lucky enough that I grew up with computers at, at my fingertips. So my parents always made sure that technology was available, and that kind of sparked interest in me. So um, back in elementary to high school, I remember playing Counter-Strike Source. Um, and then that transitioned to a bit of Call of Duty and um, I actually played a little bit of Call of Duty in the, in the competitive scene, won some prize money, and that kind of fueled my, you know, my interest into competitive um, video games on the PC. So that's kind of inspired me to like, create business opportunities and, and look how how I can progress the esport industry. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I I'm uh, always love hearing about news stories and people's different stories on how they got into it. Um, so Brock, you started off as sort of a console gamer with the twisted metal stuff. Yeah. So, so I, I started with the, the original PlayStation, um, you know, and, uh, just, just couldn't get enough. So, um, been gaming for, for years and years and years recently, I, I picked up Stadia. Um, it's great, uh, kind of game anywhere. Um, we have a switch, you know, uh, my wife loves all the, all the Nintendo games. I regularly get beaten at Mario Kart. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, um, you know, it's just part of life. Uh, and I think that's, that's cool. Yeah, that's, that's pretty awesome. And, and James, you kind of started off as a, as a desktop or, a, a PC gamer. That's interesting. What was that like? Yeah. So I've, I've never had anything but PC, um, for the for the good or bad, I guess. Uh, um, 
it was just I, I think growing up my my parents weren't a super fan of uh video games or weren't receptive to the idea of of letting me and my brother have access to an xbox but uh they like the idea of us tinkering around with computers so that kind of just led into us you know pushing them to get better hardware and, and us playing video games when they weren't looking <laughs> um and yeah that's just continued from then yeah so i can tell uh i'm from the lower 48 and you guys are from uh up there in canada is that right yep that's that's right what was what do you think the main differences between like growing up in Canada and video gaming community and the community in the US? Um you know I I think it's sort of hard for me to say I like my experience you know with with video game uh gaming is like I I just kind of got drawn towards people who who like playing video games and you know so so I can remember, uh, you know, going over to a friend's house on a Friday night, um, you know, getting snacks and watching somebody else play Command and Conquer. Right? Like it was just kind of like, just hanging out, just just kind of that's what we did. You know, we played co-op, we played, you know, fighting games, uh, everything. It was just kind of, you know, I think instead of getting in trouble or, or or doing other other stuff, we were playing video games as much as possible. Yeah, it's a bit of part of like the the generation X, Y, and, and Z's adolescence. It's like a very integrated portion. And what about you, James? I think I would uh, I'd piggyback on the stereotype. Um, I remember in high school and and even now, uh, looking through Facebook, there's a lot of people playing Chell. So I don't know if that's just a Canadian thing, but I would imagine you know the population here is percentage wise more on NHL than uh the average american so i think that would be the main difference yeah that's uh that's an interesting one out there uh i, w- I went to um i went to dreamhack anaheim at the beginning of last year and the uh the i think they were playing nhl there and it was pretty interesting to see it had some some exposure to like a competitive scene i wasn't you know, even worth tracking that i knew madden and M- nba 2k but nhl popping up is pretty interesting um and so what do you guys, uh, what pushed you guys to like getting into the business portion of it? What was the first thing? Did you guys have some experience before you started uh, moving on the venture with Radiance? Do you want me to? So you go ahead. So yeah, I was kind of the the driving force at the at the beginning. So last summer when Valorant was in beta um, and coming to full release, being a, being a Counter Strike player. I kind of knew the ecosystem and the tools and the services that existed previously for Counter-Strike. And I really wanted to help push the envelope and make those possible for Valorant. Um, and also I knew at the same time that Riot has a fairly good track record with providing data access um, to the, with their video games so developers can take and run with it and, and create these you know, awesome integrated tools. Um, so that's kind of where my worlds collided. I'm, a software developer by by day and then a gamer by night and i wanted those two things to come together and that's how we kind of formed radiance rock how'd you get into the project um basically james tricked me um he said it was it was all fun it was going to be amazing but uh 
it, it started, uh, I worked with James uh, at a company and we did um, regular sports tournament software. Uh, and then he approached me with this, this project saying, you know, I got a great idea. It, it has legs. And I said, Hey, it was, it was great working with you before. Uh, I'm all in. And so it's, it's been months and months of, of fun. Yeah. Like, and talking to people in esports, everybody's happy to talk to you. Like it's crazy. Yeah, absolutely. So for some, some of the audience that doesn't, doesn't know like the dynamic behind Valorant, what is, um, what is the, you know, Bayer, you know, Valorant for dummies kind of like introduction to, to Valorant and, and what, what's the, what's the value that Radiance brings to that community? I'll start this off, James. Um, so I, I'm a, I'm a gamer, but, uh, I've played a lot of other kinds of games like Borderlands 3, Assassin's Creed. Um, I'm not, uh, one for the sort of heavy tactical first person shooter. So, uh, you know, at, at its core, um, Valorant is, you know, about shooting, about aim. Um, so that's a key part of, of, of what, what you need to do and the skills you need to have. Um, but there's also sort of a, a game sense and a, an awareness of uh, where people are going to come and, and attack, how, how people are going to, to move on the map, um, and sort of a, a learning on, on when you should uh, maybe hang back or, or circle around or, um, you know, l- look to, to kind of rush a site. And uh, when I was trying to learn Valorant um, and James was patiently teaching me, when we looked at all the other sites around there, um, a lot of them just kind of take the in-game stats and put them on a page, um, add some banner ads and say, you know, you should get better, uh, increase your headshot percentage and, and then leave it at that. And so for me, it was... I wanted something that I could be like, hey, I understand this. I can get better. I can, you know, use my valuable gaming time um, to more effect, to have more funds with friends, pull off cooler stuff, try new things, um, and not kind of grind it so hard. So Radiance is is about trying to give um, players more fun, more time um, back through creating visualizations of data and kind of tools around showing them what happened and and how they can get better yeah Yeah, james uh what about you yeah i can expand a bit um so we've we've had the pleasure of uh hooking up with valorance valorance data so coming from my background of of someone who's gone pretty deep into tactical shooters in the past um, i really want to take these tools that are already out there and take them to the next level. So kind of what Brock was saying, um, some some of what we're doing behind the scenes includes um, like kill by kill playback or looking into um, heat maps and statistical, statistical analysis for rank wide around gunplay, um, accuracy, and really starting to recommend through machine learning or artificial intelligence to the to players that use our system how they can improve right we want to take the guesswork out of this these regurgitated numbers and start giving power back to the players around how they can improve um, so that's kind of our our goal and it's it's a very ambitious one but um, over the next year we hope to deliver something that that starts to you know cut away um 
some of the features we've just been discussing. So what's what's like the process um, for getting people who are maybe unfamiliar with Valorant familiar with Radiance to so that they can also be um, effective and good at the game? I I think I think what we want to do is is um, our our goal is to kind of create what what I'm kind of dubbing the academy. So so basically just kind of bring people through um, sort of the basic strategies that so more than just here's an ability or here's where I plant uh, the nano swarm for killjoy but okay well you know make sure you're not on a, a three on one <clears throat> attacking a site make sure you know understand the angles here here's good positions and we think we can we can really help people um, start to take that information in by putting it on the map in a visual way and not just kind of putting numbers on a page. So I, I think uh, one of the things we learned very quickly is when we were uh, experimenting with mapping was <clears throat> when we looked at, I think it was 50,000 kills on, on deathmatch mode, um, everybody was ki getting killed in the middle of the hallway. So, you know, pro tip, hug the walls. <laughs> and it's just that kind of thing that when you see it, it makes it so much more accessible and makes more sense uh, that we think uh, there's a lot of things that we can do that just, you know, show people with the data uh, and that's going to help them along. But we have uh, plans on articles and content uh, coming kind of uh, the fall time frame too that, that um, are going to help beginners uh, start to, to get into the game or, you know, level up hopefully. Absolutely. And so that education process is, I think, very valuable. Um, and I think uh, I I want to know a little bit more why the name Radiance. What I know there's a little bit of connection there, but maybe you can uh, you can evangelize some of the people who are unfamiliar. Yeah. So Radiance is the top rank you can achieve in Valorant. So if you play the ranked mode. Um, and climb the ladder, the top tier players, all the professionals um, would be considered radiant level players. And that kind of goes into our, our vision and our mantra that we want to be able to take all players and not necessarily make them radiant, but help increase and improve their gameplay and, and, and slowly get them to that direction of, of improving their game. Awesome. And so when it comes to uh, onboarding new users of the Radiance.gg platform, what sort of skill level do they need to start um, utilizing the, 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 uh, the platform? Um, so that's something that's kind of ongoing, but we want, as you, as Brock was kind of mentioning in his last answer, we want it to be able to approach everyone of any skill level. Um, there's going to be certain types of analysis that is obviously going to be tailored to more, you know, hardcore or regular players of the game and, and other things that are more appropriate for casual players. Um, but as we kind of refine our process, we want to be able to, for every, anyone to come on our site and feel like they're getting valuable feedback. Um, so whether that's coming on and, you know, taking a look through, through our guides of how to play your agent and learning just the basics. Or maybe you're coming in from a platinum level player who wants to increase 
positional awareness, look at like where the bomb's most planted and how often that plant spot, you know, successfully blows up versus is diffused by the enemy team um, to even radiant level players. So we can say, Hey, you're really good with this weapon, but you're falling short on this, this one. And if you're, if you're top tier, you need to be able to like round it out on all of these different categories. Um, so that's kind of our, our, you know, our end goal is that anyone of any skill level can come on and learn something. Awesome. Um, yeah. And when someone uh, discovers your platform, what sort of community engagement process are you guys working on right now? Um, how are uh, users able to kind of learn uh, and connect with you guys uh, in an, an authentic way on the platform? Um, right now, our, our sort of main way to kind of get in touch with this is our Discord. Um, <clears throat> so we're, we're happy to, to answer questions, get feedback, talk to people um, through that or, or one of our social channels. Um, you know, our, our plans uh, include kind of engaging the, the wider community and, and getting uh, everyone kind of discussing the game uh, with us and, and through our platform. Um, but right now, um, our, our launch date's February 1st, and we're, we're launching with player profiles, your uh, match details and, and sort of match history uh, and a visualization there. So, um, you know, we had to kind of start small, but we wanted to get get the site out there um, and, and get feedback from the community and see what they like and see what they don't like. Um, and then they're going to help us grow. Yeah, very cool. So uh, now that you have sort of an organic, uh, you know, um, way of attracting people to the platform with, you know, their appreciation for the game Valorant, they're looking to improve their skill set. Um, they're, they're looking for a little bit more data around how they're performing in the game. What is it, what is the target client for you guys? Like, who are you looking to work with most? The, what market are you approaching first? Well, I, I, I think we're, we're going to engage with players by, by giving them, um, not just sort of what you see in game, but some tools to kind of take a look and, and kind of replay the, the the matches that they had so they can kind of see what was happening um, outside of their field of view. So if they were on A site, what was happening at B site or, you know, who, how, how that kind of action unfolded a little bit. Um, and kind of we're, we're going to kind of keep expanding those tools. But we're also um, talking to um, teams uh, about how to uh, help them get organized uh, and give them tools that uh, let them do a little bit of coaching, a little bit of uh, analysis and uh, strategizing. Um, so, you know, uh, taking the, the idea of a play-by-play -play and then being able to um, put agents abilities and uh, things like that and, and then share them, especially now with COVID and uh, a lot of teams can't uh, practice in the same place. So due to the remote aspect, aspect we're looking at tools that can kind of help teams uh keep in contact and and kind of uh work together uh even in a remote uh, environment yeah and james how does that uh i know you're bringing in the um 
the professional um, portion of the esports competition. What is that going to do for um, professional players in Valorant? Yeah, so um, to name some of the things, um, we've touched on on some of them, but one of the one of the biggest things is for the top level players is to be able to compare themselves. Um, like, sorry, to compare themselves with themselves. So if you want to see how you've tweaked or changed small parts of your game, that's really where high-level players are going to succeed, right? Because when you're, when you're at the top level, comparing yourself to see how much better you are than, you know, a gold-level player doesn't really provide you anything except maybe an ego boost. But those top-level players they can be like, okay, how, how has my performance changed over the last 20 games and have I noticed a difference? Or I just played a match and I was really, I, I thought I was really good on this agent. How does that compare to other Radiant level players when I play this agent? Um, and continuing on with that, some of the further along stuff would be like Brock was mentioning with team play. So these high level teams, well, they'll be able to devise like see kind of what strats work and what don't. Um, so that's kind of our, you know, long-term plans is capturing professional tournaments and then running these models we've created on the general base of users and applying them to professional level events um, to really allow teams to extract as much value out of the data that's there. Yeah, as someone who doesn't play... Uh play Valorant competitively, uh, maybe you could speak to like, um, the, is it the analysis behind the in-game trackers within Valorant? Is there a, um, a reason why the competitive, the competition gets to a certain level to where, it's necessary for professional players to also hold like Smurf accounts and other accounts to differentiate between their radiant and their, uh, you know, you mentioned gold level. Is that something that's maybe uh, where your tool can help out to kind of maybe connect more radiant players together so that they're having um, more quality competitive competitions rather than playing against some of those you know, botted accounts or something like that. Yeah. So high tier, high tier players will definitely be able to find each other through our platform. Um, Riot has very made it very clear that they don't want any third parties making a matchmaking tool. So that would be never our focus, but definitely mm -hmm. part of the social community aspect is finding other players in your skill bracket to then play in game with, as well as being able to analyze the full player base. We'll know, who's smurfing and who isn't right when when a player is brand new and uh is climbing very quickly and then you know potentially throwing a lot of games we can kind of detect that and and you know maybe work with riot in some cases but that's not something that is you know on the top of our list to do but uh kind of falls along the the answer to your question there <laughs> Well, and I, I also think um, Riot um, was excited to get Valorant out um, because of COVID. So I, I think we're going to keep seeing improvements from Riot um, in, in a lot of things like 
matchmaking uh, to basically reduce queue times. Um, and Riot's very committed to you know anti cheat and and trying to make uh, the play fair for everyone. So I'm sure we're going to see um, a lot uh, coming from Riot. Um, so that Smurf accounts are, are less important and, and, and less valued by uh, top-level players, so that um, you know the, the, the scene will, will start to clean up. Um, Riot's also instituted the ability for players to protect their scrims so that they can be marked as private, so they're not going to come through uh, data tools, so that they can, they can be sure that they can practice and, and try new strategies um, without them sort of being immediately available to the community and and then sort of a, l- a little bit less useful. Absolutely. And, and, and again, yeah, Valorant is a very new IP and there's going to be a lot of um, evangelism when it comes to ch- um, changing over from uh, other search and destroy games um, like Call of Duty or like CSGO. What are some of the the highlights? Actually, a different question. Uh, uh, right now, if you're at radiant level, about how many um, hours are you clocking into the game? That's a good question. I don't know if I would have an exact number, but you would need to be a very regular player. Most likely, like I would, I would be edging like three hours a day. I would imagine. Um, it it depends. We need to. I think it depends on your region as well as what, like where it is in the season. Um, just we need to take a look at when players are playing and how much they're playing to really, you know, answer that question fully. Um, but I would imagine that it's, you know, similar to um, to compare it to other games. If you're challenger or above in league, you're putting in a lot of hours. Uh, if you're global offensive in CS:GO, you're putting in a lot of hours, so it's definitely equivalent to other games. Yeah, and so my I wanted to segue into kind of a question of like, what sort of uh, features or tool sets are you going to be providing for Valorant content creators, more formally in this in the sense of like Valorant streamers for for Twitch. YouTube and, and Facebook. So we're looking at how we can help content creators um, broadcast the fact of, of where they are, how competitive they are, what skill set they are. Um, so that, you know, if, if I'm watching somebody and they're radiant and I'm, I'm gold and that I'm probably not even gold, but <laughs> if I'm at that level, I, I'm not going to be learning the things I need to know watching a streamer who's that much better than me because I'm, I'm not going to be able to take in all of their skills and then then sort of apply it. So if I can find a streamer um, that's that's about the same level, um, then, I, you know, the things that they're doing, I'll, I'll kind of understand a bit. Or, you know, I, I look at somebody platinum, so I have a little bit of aspiration saying, oh, I wouldn't have done that, but I see why they did that. So we're looking at how we can uh, arm streamers with um, data and visualizations during stream um, to showcase where their abilities are, what they're good at, what they're not good at. So, so maybe, you know, people can see that, hey, he's not doing so great with the sheriff, but, you know, he's really good with the ghost pistol. So, you know, 
I, I wonder how he's going to do because that's what he bought this round. So things like that, where we can kind of intermix the data with a stream is something we're investigating um, and making it so that uh, the streamer and uh, the people watching the stream um, have a better sense uh, through sharing uh, of the uh, streamer's data uh, with their audience. Yeah, awesome. And that leads me to like a question of like, uh, what are the main differences between a Call of Duty uh, search and destroy, a, um, a CSGO search and destroy in the economy uh, in game within those two games and Valorant? And how is your company helping to um, educate based on those, those, uh, the in game economy? Yeah, so Valorant and CSGO have very similar economies. Um, and just very similar weapons in general. Um, a lot of like the, you know, famous weapons from CS:GO have direct equivalents in Valorant, and that leads to a very, you know, very similar paced type of game. Um, so that we're, what we want to do is is um, not define economy rules like by by hand by us. We want our analysis to take over and start recommending patterns for players. Um, definitely something we want in the future. We haven't, you know, gone down that route just yet. But for example, one of the big things that comes to mind is, is uh, we can start to analyze how effective some of these pistols are. So famously in Valorant, uh, through season one, it was it was kind of a meme that everyone was using the the triple shot on the default pistol. Which is the secondary fire mode, and a lot of a lot of players were jumping while they were doing that because the accuracy was very high. Uh, you could burst someone very quickly, and it was no cost. It was free, the default pistol. Um, so we want to take a look at like how effective that really is compared to a ghost in the hands of a of a top tier player, right? Is it is it better truly, or does it just feel better? Be because it's being memed about, right? Is it just more popular because the memes and, uh, you know, there's a couple really good streamers that know how to utilize it. So we want to try to cut through the, you know, the popularity and the um, the assumption of that players and professionals make and get down right to the stats around how you should be buying weapons, when you should be buying weapons and working as a team to, like maximize the economy per round. Absolutely. And so while I was sitting there listening to you, I, I, I remembered that Valorant has a lot of flavors from, from other games. You know, I was thinking of rogue company, like a game that came out later. I was thinking about overwatch and I was thinking about, of course, the two I mentioned previously, but what is it about the, um, the skills, the, the traits, the, the functions um, that differentiate the game versus how you would play an Overwatch and utilizing sort of the, the, um, the skills or I'm, I'm, I might be killing, calling it different. There's probably a different vocabulary for it, but yeah. Abilities. That, sorry. Yeah. The abilities. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, a lot of people describe Valorant as, you know, a collision of CSGO and Overwatch. And, and it is a bit. I think it's closer to CSGO because Riot has stated that they always want gunplay to be first class. 
So Valorant is a tactical shooter first, and then an ability-based character game second. So what that means is if you like CSGO and I, I'm, I can't think of other ones that are very um, point-and-click uh, tactical shooters, maybe um, like Rainbow Six Siege would be another mm-hmm. good example. Um, those players will have a like an easy transition to the way the guns feel and play in Valorant. But then mm-hmm. at the same time, you have this other aspect, which is throwing a lot of the professional CSGO players off where you have to know um, an agent's loadout and, and kits of every player. You don't have, that's kind of where the Overwatch aspect comes in, where you have to know your character and your role um, and timings of abilities, combos of abilities. And it kind of, kind of adds a different learning aspect. And it really shifts the meta up having that, um, having Riot inject a new agent every three, four months, right? The game's never going to fall into kind of a stale mode because the way we player players consider the meta will will always be shifting with every update. Very cool. And so I want to I want to go into this, and I know you know this is the esports business network. We'd like to talk about you know what how we how a company got somewhere how uh founders got to where they're at but what is sort of each of y'all's roles in in the process of building radiance go ahead brock so 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 you know james uh he's he's the developer on our team so he he's all things technical he's the one thinking through um how we're storing the data how we're moving the data um, how we're, we're looking at, um, you know, upgrading the, the information we're getting to Riot and, you know, uh, reparsing it and, and then saving it so it's, it's easily accessible, everything's fast, feels good. Um, so he's the one, uh, you know, late nights, early mornings, weekends, coding, coding away, um, building the site up. Uh, so that leaves me with kind of all of the, the, the business functions as it were. So reaching out, making relationships, uh, looking after the, the social marketing, um, sales aspects of the business. So, so we've just kind of drawn the line there. You know, we, we talk a lot about, um, what we're doing, uh, how we're doing it. Um, but, uh, I, I'm sort of looking, uh, sort of outside uh, of the site and, and, you know, talking to, to customers and partners while James is, is focused on, on making uh, radiance.gg the Valorant destination. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, in a start, but we kind of wear multiple hats, um, you know, uh, you, you both got like a CEO hat, a CTO hat and a CMO hat for, for Brock and, and, and a CTO hat for uh, James. What is it, that you guys are looking for as far as, um, you know, partnerships, activating, activating with other companies, um, you know, bringing, um, bringing other audiences into your, in, in to use your tools. What, what are you guys looking to grow the brand? Um, so right now we have some really great partnerships. Uh, we partnered, uh, with, um, gamers edu and the CVL. So, they have a, a great collegiate league. Um, they have a, a whole bunch of universities and, and colleges uh, in the U.S., uh, as well as uh, a couple Canadian ones who are um, 
undertaking uh, qualification in the next couple of weeks for, for their next season. We're also working with the NECC, um, and they have uh, a mix of American and Canadian uh, universities involved. Um, so we're uh, working with them, uh, building tools with them, uh, and, you know, you know, our, our, some of our team are, are doing casting, uh, you know, during the broadcast and things like that. So um, it's really great that we can be involved sort of at the collegiate level um, with just people who are passionate about, about the game, the gameplay, and making everything uh, better for the players. And we're also looking for partners who are kind of looking uh, to use the, the Valorant data um, in, in sort of new and interesting ways. So, right, it's been very clear that we can't put the player uh, data behind a paywall. So anything that's kind of straight out of in-game um, is always going to be accessible and free to players. But when we start doing uh, value adds or um, looking at kind of how how we can can maybe use the data for coaching and and get coaches involved or or other other types of uh, uses of the data those are the partners that that we're looking at to 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 see what we can do but always um with the mindset that that the players first um we want their experience to be better and it's not just about um straight monetization um it, it's got to be good it's got to be fun it's got to uh, increase value for the community Absolutely. And so um, the business model sounds like Riot kind of uh, prevents it from being a subscription model. Am I, am I right or wrong by that? Uh, I, I would say say the basic profile always has to be free, um, but they've, they've sort of carved out a, a, a space for uh, companies to offer premium uh, profiles. So, um, you know, we, we've talked about uh, having people customize their profile, add video clips, um, have kind of advanced analysis. Uh, but I think for, for right now, we're, we're looking at um, all the things that we, we can do for the player. Um, we're going to have free uh, for the next little while. And we're going to concentrate on, on working with the teams and, and then having a, a premium subscription sort of at that level. So teams and leagues, uh, you know, who can get sponsorship or, or are a little bit more hardcore and looking for, for an edge, you know, to play in tournaments that um, do have prize pools. That's where we're kind of looking for our, our kind of first monetization. I see. And so you have a forward facing original content that you're creating for radiance. That that's in plan. Um, we we thought we'd be further along with that uh, than we are. Um, so the site launch on February first uh, is going to be uh, the player profile, the match history, the match details, um, and some match playback. And we but we think that's already more than um, some of the other uh, competitors are doing um, in terms of being able to kind of have a, a little video of of the match and 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 play it back rather than kind of statically click through things um and just have the in-game stats gotcha okay and uh what do can people who are users of the platform foresee a future where radiance is is collating or hosting tournaments within the uh the, the valorant ecosystem um that's something we've talked about and we're we're exploring um we don't have a launch date for tournaments yet mm-hmm 
but um, that's something uh, that we're we're talking about. Um, but right now we're working with with uh, collegiate partners um, to do that. But if if any tournaments want to to come to us and and talk to us about data tools or about casting tools, we'd be happy to hear from any of them. Awesome. And when you're talking about um, you saw gamers edu, is that correct? Yes. So how did you guys form that partnership? Um, just like anything uh, in business, it's it's sort of a, a, a roundabout story. Um, I was on, on LinkedIn um, just talking to people in the community, talking to uh, sort of people out there. And uh, I, I met uh, Official Chica is her uh, brand name, uh, but Gretin. Uh, and we started talking through LinkedIn, um, and she she joined us, and she introduced us to Ruben Caputo, who's an academic advisor for um, CSU's Domingo Hills, and uh, he introduced us to Gamers Edu. And their kind of concept is they want uh, players to uh, do well academically. And also have fun. So, so their league is arranged around the student schedule. It's um, meant to to not be onerous and, and crushing, but respectful of, of education. But give them skills in esports. And there's you know casting opportunities. There's production opportunities, and also bring the parents in so they can understand what esports is about. So there's there's a learning and education parent for, component for parents. And, and the bigger community uh, that's part of uh, gamers' uh, idea and brand. Yeah, absolutely. And so um, this kind of goes to James. I have a question for you, and I know we're wrapping it up here soon. But what do you think? How do you think collegiate plays a uh, plays a part in the furtherment of uh, professional esports? Yeah, I think this would probably I'd share the sentiment that gamers edu have and uh collegiate is kind of the funnel into it so there's there's lots of people lots of individuals i don't have the stats but in the u.s a large majority of a large percentage of people i should say play video games right but we we see that collegiate is kind of the funnel to get people into esports into competitive video games right so taking you know kind of the business model and and the structure that college sports already has and applying it to esports is how we further the esport industry and add more players while we're at it so if we can you know raise awareness through college level players then we see that as the best way to kind of grow organically because they're all looking to get better at their game and they are you know those are the the prime users that we want to to help to get better and to further their careers. That's awesome. Do you see a uh, do you see a thriving Valorant uh, collegiate scene uh, prospering uh, in the course of the next couple of years? Definitely. Do you want to expand on that, Brock? Yeah, I I, I totally agree. I I think. Um, now with COVID um, and you know social distancing, esports is one activity that kind of can keep going and and still kind of build momentum. Uh, we've talked to uh, a, a bunch of 
different people. And, you know, there's a lot of universities and collegiates who are like, we really need to kind of catch up. We're we're a little bit late to the game on esports, and whether it's kind of a Smash Brothers tournament or a competitive uh, first-person shooter, or you know, uh, Rocket League that um, is you know half serious, half fun. I, I think a lot of uh, collegiate-level um, programs are 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 trying to figure this out, and you know, it, it's not easy to kind of do that quickly at the university level, but we're, we're definitely seeing um, a lot of Valorant uh, teams pop up um, that didn't even exist uh, in the fall. So we're, we're seeing uh, a lot of interest in Valorant at the collegiate level, and uh, we're talking to... Uh... Oh, we lost your audio. Rock sounds like he cut out there. Um, so, um, I think we can get a consensus that we, we do see success in the Valorant, uh, scene in collegiate soon. And the sort of your partnerships are some that are going to pioneer that, uh, that movement. And since we're wrapping up here, I'd, I'd like to give you guys the opportunity to, uh, promote the, the platform and, uh, talk a little bit about more about that launch on February 1st. Yeah. So, um. Plan launch is uh, February 1st, but don't don't hesitate to sign up now. Our sign-up form is um, up, and you can request to be in the closed beta. So as we get closer and closer, we're allowing people in um, to give us feedback. Uh, you can follow all of our socials to keep up to date regarding our launch and our, our upcoming tools and new features. Um, and hopefully... You know, over this 45 minutes, we've we've kind of convinced some people to, uh, you know, write us down on their calendar and uh, sign up on our site and uh, use us in the future. Because I mean, we're excited to to help serve the Valent community and and make people even more connected in the ecosystem. Yeah, James, how can uh, people connect with you uh, on online? Yeah, so the best way to connect with me is is to go to radiance.gg. Uh, there's a Discord I- icon and link in the on the bottom footer. And you can find me in the Discord server 24-7. Um, feel free to message me anytime if you guys, if anyone has any interest, whether it's you know software-related or Valent-related um, or gaming-related in general, always happen to field questions. Awesome. And Brock, how, how can people get contact with you? Um, I'm also on the Discord server, um, you know, maybe, maybe 20 out of 24 hours a day. Um, but also, if anybody wants to reach out, um, LinkedIn, uh, if, if you search Brock Rollins and, and, and Radiance, um, I'd, I'd be happy to accept any connection requests and, and chat about business, esports, software development, um, where we're going, tools, innovation, um, or, you know, just just say hi. Awesome. Thank you guys for coming on to the show. Uh, again, this has been Brock and James of Radiance.gg, and this has been the Esports Business Network podcast. Thank you for listening. Have a great day.